I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to giving you the edge here on SportsGrid. Our number two, he is Jared Smith. I am Dane Martinez. And what we're trying to do is get you a little bit of extra cash here for Memorial Day. It's not, you know, we're still in Q2, right, Jared? You know, we haven't completely gotten out of the quarter, but we're trying to get a boom for you in Q2 as you make a little bit of extra cash. We were talking about the NFL, right, and what we're learning from the schedule, what we're learning about the potential return of Big Ben and how that really complicates things in the AFC and in the AFC North specifically. But there's a little bit more movement uh, and buzz in the NFL now as we're talking about facilities kind of opening and thinking about, you know, when teams can gather and practice together. I know TB12 was even doing that with some of his Bucks kind of uh, playmakers and weapons. You know, we're seeing this start. And, and, and last week, Jared, I talked to you about the Philadelphia Eagles, right, and how they were in the market for a veteran running back. They were talking about potentially um, talking to LaShawn McCoy, potentially talking to Carlos Hyde as options. Well, another team, Jared, that I think is telling you right now that they're in the veteran running back market is the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, we know they have Carson. We know they have uh, Penny. They both got injured late last year. They brought back in beast mode. That was really kind of an in-case-of-emergency thing. And what we're hearing is that Penny doesn't look like he may not be ready for week one. And so the Seattle Seahawks this week have been linked to Carl's side, but also apparently have extended an offer to Devontae Freeman. Now, you know, we talked about these running backs that are still out there. What do you think about this? I've asked you to put the GM hat on a number of times. If you're Schneider, would you prefer Hyde or Freeman? What do you think is behind Devontae Freeman maybe being like, nah, four million's not enough? And what are you thinking about this news? It looks like for sure the Seahawks are looking to add to their running back room. I mean, production-wise, Freeman certainly is the guy you'd want. I mean, he's been the better of the two over the years, but... Then you More take Carlos. Though, right? That's true. I would say Freeman to me is the higher risk, higher reward candidate. Uh, it looks like they're both the same age. So age is not really a factor here. They're, they're both styles of backs, right? Devontae yeah. Freeman is more juke to him. Yeah, 5'8", we're high, six feet tall, about 230 pounds. Kind of thing as opposed to Freeman. I would say this Freeman. about Carlos Hyde. He has experience playing in the division. I I think that would give him a slight edge in terms of understanding what it's like to go into Seattle and to go into San Francisco and to go into Arizona and have to play and and what that takes. And some of the personnel 
a lot of the defensive personnel is pretty much the same in a lot of those teams. So I, I do think from a value perspective, not only for Carlos Hyde to stay in the division, but also we've seen this in the AFC East. We've seen the Patriots do this time and time again where they will sign a player from another team and right. maybe get, maybe overpay them a hair just to bring them in and get their knowledge. Hey, tell Insider us about secrets. what the Niners are doing. Uh, so I would say Hyde makes the most sense. But Freeman's an interesting name. I mean, Freeman's obviously got some fresh legs. He hasn't played that much right. over the last two seasons. And again, they're both kind of the same age. So durability isn't as important in terms of which one or the other. Hyde's been on the field more. But Freeman is still, I think, the more dynamic back. Yeah. So I think it's six to one, half dozen the other. I would lean Hyde, though, because of what we mentioned, that that experience playing in the division and the and the the value he can offer not only uh, the the you know the Seahawks on the field but also off the field in the rooms in in the running back room in the quarterback room in the defensive rooms to kind of hash out what some of these other NFC West teams are doing. So I would say Hyde would be my okay. lean, but nothing solid there. You know, and in previous weeks, right when we talked about the Jets bringing in Frank Gore, we talked about the impact to Lev Bell. When we talked about these rumors about the Eagles, I know we talked about the impact to your boy, Miles Sanders. What does this mean for Chris Carson, the fact that the Seahawks are clearly still shopping to add to that running back room? I mean, Carson's, I, I think, I don't want to say- Are you fading him? Are you, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of off the Chris Carson bandwagon. Okay. I want to check spot track really quick because I want to see what Chris Carson's salary situation is like this He's season. Cheap. He's cheap. Because I think overall you're gonna have yeah, he's probably cheap, but I don't know if if he's uh if he's if he's up for a renegotiation oh, yet. Left. He is. Yeah, no, this is the last year of his deal. So you could theoretically let him just walk and your next running back move is the one that you bridge the, the gap real, until you right. bring in the next real big right. guy. So I, I don't, next I don't year, think maybe they're drafting a second round running back. Next year maybe they're spending eight million a year on a guy. Sure. And, and I think that's a perfect – so I think the, the optics of the situation are Seattle has a lot of flexibility at this position because they know Carson's money is coming off the books. So whatever they bring in now will just affect this season. You don't want to have two big-name top-flight starters. Well, you want to have three really uh, you know high-quality players, but you don't want to necessarily have a lot of high-quality or high-paid talent at that position. So while Carson's getting about $2.5 million this year – I could see them bringing in one other guy on a very short-term deal and then opening up that roster spot with a lot of flexibility next season. What it also tells me is Seattle's about to make a massive renovation to their running back position. Whether yeah. it's this year or next year, they're going to have to retool that position. He doesn't hang on to the ball either. So right. I, I think overall, it's a tough position to give him the mail on, whereas he's obviously the guy, and I think they want him to be the guy. You know, but yeah. I think Seattle is exploring a lot of other options, and I think it's about to be a ma there's about to be a massive shift in how yeah. the Seahawks handle their running back room. I think so too. If you remember when we did like our mock draft together, right? Yeah. We I we identified the Seahawks as maybe yeah. one of those teams that would be in the running back market at the Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift kind of level. That's why I really did think it was interesting how the teams that did get those guys, the Swifts, the the Taylors, and more. You know, that's my my thesis now on the RBB3 com committees, right? Because it wasn't necessarily teams that were trying to get a workhorse back. So, yes, yeah, Seattle is in that realm. You know, what's also coming across right now that I think is uh, big-time news, um, we're hearing that Dak Prescott was given or was offered a contract which would have made him the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, okay, he turned down a deal of $35 million a year, a five-year, $175 million offer. This, according to Chris Sims. Um, apparently, he's seeking north of 40, 45. Now, I got to ask you, you know, I, I don't think he's a tier one quarterback. I don't think he's one who leads a team to the promised land, who raises all boats. Can he get it done? Yes. But if you plug in 10 other quarterbacks that are at his level, it can probably happen too. I think there's like seven, eight, nine, whatever guys that are true difference makers, right? They're the leader. They're the reason their teams succeed. Then there's a big group in the middle, you know, of like 
I don't know, probably 10, 12 quarterbacks, right? That if they had a running game, if they had good coaching, if they had the pieces or the defense or whatever, can they get it done? Yes. I believe Dak is in that category, but who's to say Andy Dalton isn't also, Jared? I don't understand what Dak Prescott's thinking here. And I, I just I just don't I, I just don't see it. I I wish I wish I was a fly on the wall when when Jerry Jones saw this <laughs> and to see what his face was. I mean, listen, Dak has no excuses this year. He's basically on an expiring contract. He's got all the weapons in the world. He has one of the best offensive lines in football. And oh, by the way, they added CeeDee Lamb, who could be the best receiver in the draft class as their first round pick. You've yeah. got Ezekiel Elliott, top five running back. Amari Cooper, top 10 wide receiver in terms of their draft status, yeah. where they were taken, the level of quality that you right. are getting from these weapons before you even win one playoff game, right? He's never won a playoff game, right? Has he won one? Maybe one, maybe one, but he you has know. a losing record in the postseason. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yep. And after the display you put on last year, when you had a chance to win the NFC Championship game on the final or the NFC East Championship on the final day of the regular season, and you lay a stinker. Oh, by the way, they went into New York, your Jets, my Jets, and they yep. got beat by the Jets last season, yep. pretty in pretty convincing fashion. Sure and did. It took it took a miracle finish against the Giants for them to pull one out. This is a team that has continued to underachieve under Dak Prescott year in and year out. And you're telling me that he has the audacity to ask for $45 million. I don't know what's worth that or what Blake Snell is saying right now about he's <laughs> risking his life by playing baseball. Like, I, I just sometimes these players are just so wrapped up in what they're trying to do, they lose sight of reality. And unfortunately, and he, Dak Prescott has lost sight of reality. I'm sorry, brother. You ain't getting 45 mil. It ain't happening. So let me ask you this, because I, I don't disagree with you, Jared. I think there's also, since we've kind of last talked about this or last heard about this contract negotiation, there's been another wrinkle added to the picture. And his name is Andy Dalton, right? <laughs> so the other part of this, right, if you're Stephen Jones or Jerry or whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, you want 45? That's why I framed it in the idea of like, there's a, a big middle group of quarterbacks here, right? I know not teams that know they don't have a quarterback, but if you now have Andy Dalton, who's like, yeah, I'll take whatever it is. That's a pass for me starting again. And you have Dak on the other side saying no to $35 million per. I mean, how do you think this story ultimately ends, Jared? I think it ends this season. Like a I year from this, now, what are we talking about? I Dak think, on the open well, market? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that I, what I think, the, is he the Patriots quarterback a year from now? Man, that would be something. The, I, I'll tell you what, that to me is the most intriguing part of all of this. The pay, the the world that we're existing in today, the world that we're gonna exist in once the Patriots do make their move, whatever move that is. People are going to be blown away by. I don't know what it is, but I know yeah. they got something up. Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, They've Aaron Rodgers. Who knows what it is? Up right. their sleeve. But to conclude the point on Dak and to tie a little bow on it, we're going to get a very reasonable conclusion to this, Dane. You know why? Because he has no excuses this season. Right. He has all the weapons in the world, and if he doesn't lamb, perform, I was like, mm, this is a problem. If he doesn't perform with this team then Jerry Jones has the exhibit A for why he's not going to get 45 mil. And also, if there's ever a dispute about it midseason, say they go into contract negotiations midseason, something happens and it goes wrong, well, then you've got the backup plan ready and waiting. The Fort Worth native, the Texas boy himself, ready right. to take his hometown team to the playoffs and maybe beyond. And wouldn't it be ironic, after all the playoff infertility for Andy Dalton, if he goes to the promised land yep. and he leads his hometown squad to the postseason if Absolutely. something happens to Dak or if there's negotiations or something yeah. goes haywire? Wouldn't Absolutely. that be a story? That's why I even said it. When they drafted C.D. Lamb, I was like, mm, that's painting a bad picture. The walls are closing in, and now oh, yeah. the Cowboys have another option. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, we'll keep our eyes on that for sure here at Sports Grid. When we turn back, we turn our attention, though, to Major League Baseball. And who's going to be at the first base position? Who do you want to have on your standing? We'll talk about that when we come back in Game Live. 
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back in to In-Game Live. I'm giving you the edge right here on Sports Grid. Dane and Jared going around the world of sports trying to figure out how to make some money. I got to tell you the truth, Jared. Like, two and a half months ago, the first event that I did not go to because of concerns around COVID-19 was a fantasy baseball draft. Um, it was a fantasy baseball draft, an expert kind of industry league uh, fantasy baseball draft that I was supposed to go to at a bar in Manhattan. Like people were going to show up and watch us and ask us questions and all that stuff. Um, and it was set for, I believe it was Thursday, March 12th. And we decided to ultimately not hold that event. Okay. Um, and then obviously, you know, what kind of went down sure. in the days and weeks after that. But one of the things I start thinking about, Jared, now that, okay, there's these proposals, uh, we're going to get realignment. We got even New York and California saying team sports can kind of return in the month of June. We've been talking about the NBA. We've been talking about the NFL, talking about women's soccer and European soccer. But baseball is coming back, brother. And I really believe that, you know, call it July 4th, when we're celebrating this nation's birthday, we're going to be celebrating opening day as well. I can see the bombers flying overhead, the the flags in the outfield getting waved. And so it makes me think about, I got to try and win a fantasy baseball league, okay? Mm. So we wanted to spend some attention and time. And we will start to do this over the next few weeks, thinking about, you know, different positions and kind of where maybe the... You know me, Jared, the diamonds and the fugazis, right? Where are the values? Who are guys that you like in this tier, guys you don't, reasons why they're getting older, new faces, new places, maybe the different levels of competition they're going to have now with this realignment. And so we wanted to start 
at the first base position. Jared, and our guy, Chris Ventra, the closer. The closer. He put out, not Mariano Rivera. No. But Chris Ventra, the closer. He's one of our fantasy baseball analysts here. And he put out his top 10 first baseman. And I thought it was interesting. You see part of it on the screen now. We're looking at kind of, you know, uh, the ones from 6 through 10, and then the ones obviously 1 through 5. Let me ask you first, because we haven't had these conversations much. You know, we've talked about things like in fantasy football, how we wait on quarterback, you know, and kind of bigger picture uh, strategic elements of fantasy in the football sense. But in the baseball sense, some world that we're in, right, where everybody's hitting 240 and hitting 37 home runs, right, where the home run has on some level been devalued and the idea of being able to hit for average or, um, you know, steal bases and run, those are kind of stats or production that is now in short supply. How are you approaching fantasy baseball in general with also the idea of the evolutions that we're seeing in the game? Fantasy baseball is an interesting one. I, I, I actually, I used to be, so when I, I was one of those young, we're, we're kind of the same age, you're a little older than me, but I got my first computer at age 12, which okay. was in 1998. It was an old okay. Windows, I think it was like Windows, uh, the, you know, it was like the like a, like a 386 I processor. <laughs> okay. You know, like you had the 386 processor, right. a 486. This was a 386 processor. This was like one of the one of the worst computers you could possibly have. It had the AIM dial-up. Yeah, the messenger way message up and stuff. Yes, I had all that yeah. stuff. I had I, JL Smitty one one two. That was my aim screen name. Uh, so I, I did it all, and and I got acclimated to the digital world of sports at a very young age. And fantasy baseball was my passion for all throughout my my younger years. I was, and I look back. It's funny. I I do when I get bored some days. You go back to the archives of the ESPN fantasy. And you could see all your previous years. And I go back all the way to 99. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I've been playing fan. And then all of a sudden, when I got to college, and I got past college especially, fantasy baseball, as you know, is the most time-consuming of all of the fantasy sports. You, there's game after game after game every day. And, and everything is graded at such a, with such a fine-tooth comb that you really have to be invested. And I just, over the years, became less invested in Major League Baseball fantasy and more invested in gambling, so I used my time to focus on that. But I will say this. Fantasy baseball in general, I think, will make a return this season. I think all fantasy sports will make a return a little bit more positive than you might think, even the hockeys and the golfs and the NASCARs, because I think overall people will have an, a renewed interest. Things like this, when, when they happen, you people usually get renewed interest in things. And where I'm a little more bearish on the outlook of baseball – I think I'm actually going to try to do some kind of fantasy season if it does, in nice. fact, come back on time. Because I do want to get more invested in the sport from a fantasy perspective. I, it's nostalgic in a sense. Okay. And right now in this era we're living in, nostalgia might be all we have. So I will be more interested to get back into it. Now, in terms of how things could change, sure. well, the universal DH is going to change everything in fantasy baseball. I mean, yeah. you're talking about adding Absolutely. a position on each team that is going to make an impact not only on where the offense, the numbers Great kind of point. slot out, but also how the rosters are constructed. And if you can get ahead of that a little bit and you know that certain teams are going to be better equipped, Great and we've point. had discussions on the show about which teams are better equipped for the Universal DH in the National League, right. well, then you can get an edge on where maybe those teams are going to be overall from an offensive standpoint. For example, if you know the Chicago Cubs with Kyle Schwarber have an immediate plus at DH, Right. Well, that automatically boosts Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. I think that's going to be the biggest impact on fantasy this year. All right, fair enough. And I like that. You know, you're talking about the ripple effects of the DH. Not only that person, but how it lengthens or makes these lineups cyclical. So for other big hitters in some of these lineups, they'll have, you know, you know the saying, more ducks on the pond, Jared, right, when they come up. So let's look now at, uh, you know, our guy, Chris Venture, the closer. I'm looking at his ranks from 6 through 10. And we yes. have it up on the screen right now, right? You see kind of... Uh, what they did last year, their stats, where they ranked in terms of fantasy last year. Um, and I think you make a good point with some of these National League teams, right? Like uh, some of the guys we're seeing here, whether it's a guy like Reese Hoskins or Goldschmidt, you know, they'll have that extra day in the lineup potentially yep. as the DH. Exactly. But I wanted to make this point. Remember I said how now home runs come a dime a dozen, right? And you look at these guys, you know, and they're all in the 30s. 
Abreu, 33 homers. Olsen, 36 homers. I look at DJ LeMahieu. Yep, me too. Machine, That's the name I was on. Right? Because, A, you talked about the offense. On the more cyclical offense that he has, and, you know, the Yankees are going to score runs, right? But also... This dude hit 327 last year. Yeah, okay, so he helps me in a category of batting average where none of these guys get. And I don't think the discount in power is going to be that different. Like, the man had 102 ribbies in the middle of that Yankees lineup, okay? So even though Goldschmidt had 34 dongs, he only hit 97 ribbies, right? And then the runs are there. I really love DJ LeMayhew. The other point I'll make is the position versatility, okay? He had games at first base, second base, and third base, and that will continue this year. So when I look at these guys, I'm going to have shares of DJ LeMahieu on my squads this year. I'm not going to lie, and and I have the fortunate, uh, you know, to see one through five on this list, which we'll show you in a little bit, but I I did look at one through ten, and and I think, and LeMahieu had the highest batting average on that list, one through ten, by a long shot, by over 20 points. And I know he might not give you the versatility with the home run and the power numbers that you might want, but I think it really depends on the roster construction of the rest yes. of your team. For example, if you have an outfield that's stacked with power hitters, yeah. well, you know, maybe you want to go in a different direction. And that's why LeMayu is so great, because not only can he fit into that role of getting you good production at the first base spot, but then you can also slide him to second or even third and continue to get consistent production across the board. Whereas a guy like Goldschmidt, you know, a guy, especially I would say Reese Hoskins is the most boomer bust player on this list. You know, yeah, he's going to smack you 30 homers, but he's going to strike out 5 million times and he's going to be a, a weight, an anchor for the average and for the, for the other numbers mm-hmm. that you might need more of. So I think what you need to do is you need to look at your roster as a whole and see what you have on your list before you decide which first baseman you want to take. Whereas other positions, especially the infield positions, you know what you're getting for the most part. At first base, you have a chance to take a guy like Goldschmidt or like a Abreu who's going to hit a million homers, but then you can also be versatile and go with a guy who's going to get you average, run score, doubles, triples, whereas he's leading the charge in that category as opposed to bringing you down. So I think look at your whole roster, look at the entire construction, put your own GM hat on, and then you make your decision which guy's best for you. Yeah, you know, I like what you said. And one point that I want to go deeper into, Jared, is you talked about, like, look at the rest of your team construction. And in years past, right, when you were back in the day in love with fantasy baseball, the corner infield positions, outfield, catcher, that's where you had to get your power from. You know what I mean, Jared? But these days, that's no longer the case. When you have middle infielders hitting 30, 35 home runs, you don't have to get your mm. sluggers from the corner infield spot, right? Because you can find a shortstop that'll bang 30. You can find an outfielder that can get you speed and hit you 25 home runs. And I think that's part of the ripple effect of this idea that everyone's, you know, with launch angle and exit velocity and, and everybody is hitting home runs now. You don't have to use your corner infield spots to just be like this prototypical hitting 240, hitting 37 bomb slugger. And so I think that also adds for me a reason why I might take a guy like DJ LeMayhew, okay, Mm -hmm. and be happy with it because I'm going to get power in a kind of, it's not perfect, but like a replacement value level of power at all the other positions on the diamond, right? Yeah, 100%. And and I think versatility is the key with fantasy baseball, with any fantasy sport. I want that versatility in fantasy football if I can get it. I want the guy that's going to be able to slot in at wide receiver and tight end. We've seen that a couple times. Uh, happen in, 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 and also uh, running back wide receiver Ty Montgomery that one season was incredibly valuable. So I think, hey, there you go, uh, Brett, our producer Marcus Colston when he was yeah, a he tight was listed at tight end at one point. Jalen Samuels <laughs> years ago, uh, like only a couple years yes. ago in fantasy football, you know, and that's why. Listen, they had to remember last year they had to make Shohei Otani a pitcher and a hitter yeah. as two separate players in most versions of Great fantasy. Point. Talk about the versatility, absolutely. Yeah, and again, it goes back to what your roster looks like. So if yeah. your first-round pick is a guy who's a slugger in the outfield that's going to hit a million homers, well, that, that, and you might want to look to a guy like LeMayu to be your first baseman. So I, and that's, the, that's the beauty of fantasy sports, and that's why it became so popular. And it still is very popular, but I think gambling is kind of edged in front as kind of the go-to game you know, and entertainment for a lot of these casual sports yeah. fans, whereas fantasy still is very popular. And 
I, I admit, I, I have taken a back seat. Like, it has taken a back seat for me. Fantasy football has absolutely taken a back seat, for better or for worse, because of the gambling element. Whereas fantasy baseball, because of the length of the season, has really taken a back seat for a lot. The DFS, and that's why the DFS is so popular, because it's one day, done, you move right. on to the next day. And you can still attack it with the same mentality that you would a normal fantasy baseball. Exactly. So I, I think overall, if you're a really intellectual person when it comes to constructing rosters, LeMayhew is you're going to find a spot for DJ on your squad. Yeah, absolutely. All right. When we come back on the other side of the break here on in-game live, we look at our guy, Chris Ventures, first baseman one through five. And we talk about, are there any that we're fading? Are there any that we definitely like who should be overvalued, undervalued? And is the number one first baseman in the game, the number one draft pick overall in fantasy baseball? We answer that question when we come back on in-game live. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into In Game Live here on Sports Grid. We're giving you the edge, and whether that's the NFL draft market, the futures bets of the Cleveland Browns, or how to get an edge to win a little bit of a fantasy baseball league, because those are coming. And Jared, I mean, come on now, right? If we're talking about opening day potentially around the 4th of July, yes, uh, teams and players need a runway to have spring training, but we need a runway to have fantasy baseball drafts. So you talk about it. As the calendar turns the page to June, I think we're going to have a lot of fantasy baseball drafts on the horizon as well. Yeah, and, and I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if some of these drafts uh, kind of intersect with some of the big events that are going on yeah. over the next couple of weeks. You know, you could have like, 
you know, the Bundesliga Saturday, followed by the <laughs> Major League Baseball draft, sure. a big UFC fight with the draft going on. Hey, Jared, here's the thing. Here's what we do. Come on over to my place. We'll watch the Belmont on June yeah. 20th. And we'll do our staff fantasy baseball draft at the same I, you time. You better give me some good picks, though, because I, I have a guy right now that I get horse picks from. He's been killing it. So I I, I don't want to oh. bite the hand that feeds me. This guy, uh, one of the guys I follow, is unbelievable with his Gulfstream picks. So, listen, the ponies are great. I wish we had a, a fantasy horse draft coming up anytime soon. I might want to get involved in that. I know Gabe Morency and Cam Stewart would love that as well. But let's turn our attention now. We talked a little bit about kind of the back half of the top 10, as per our guy Chris Venture, the closer. You know, Goldschmidt. Olsen, LeMahieu, Hoskins, Abreu. I, can I ask you real quick before we go to the top 10 about um, Goldschmidt? Sure. I don't know what to think about the Cardinals this year. I really okay. don't. Jared, I, I, when I hear about the NL Central, I'm on, you know, we talk about, oh, the Reds are sort of ascending. Um, we hear like, oh, you know, hey, Schwarber in the DH spot could help the Cubs. I, I'm a little bit down on the Cardinals, I think. Um, and, you know, pitching-wise, I know there's Flaherty. I know there's, you know, they have some young studs, whether they can replicate it or not. But help me make sense out of Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, when he was with Arizona, right, was a top-round pick, was yeah. a first-round pick because, and look at this, he'll have the same home run numbers, the ribby numbers, but when he was in Arizona, he'd also hit over 300. Now he's hitting 260. When he was in Arizona, he'd also steal 15, 20 bases. Last year, he stole three. Now, um... The Cardinals offense also lost Marcelo Zuna in the middle of that offense this year. Um, so I, I don't know that I'm on Goldschmidt. What, what, what are your thoughts on him? He's entering so, his age 32, 33 season. Yeah, I, I think he's 32. I, I do think he's a great player. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He's definitely an above-average player. But there is one number about Paul uh, that is a little concerning, and 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 that's his o, in his OPS, which I think is the most important number in all of baseball. And in four out of the six months last season, he had a below average OPS, which means his plate discipline was decreasing on base plus slugging. That's OPS. And in my eyes, that is the mark of an elite player. Over a thousand is like, you know, you know yeah, where do yeah. you give this guy a Hall of Fame ticket? Sure. Anywhere under 750 is below average in Major League Baseball. And so for four out of the six months, for two thirds of the Major League Baseball season, Paul Goldschmidt was was below average. And that's a problem remember, for the Cardinals. that corner infield position also. One of those traditional power spots in the lineup, too. Yeah, and again, we talked about it. He's 32 years old. He's being drafted amongst the top 10 first basemen in the game. Ventura's got him at six. I think that's probably about right. But I wouldn't draft him this season. I okay. think if you're going to draft Goldschmidt and LeMayhew's still there, or if you're going to draft Goldschmidt yeah. and other guys are still available, yeah, Olsen, Hoskins, Abreu, yeah. I would, I would rather other. have – I would say Goldschmidt would be 10th on this list to me. Honestly, I would. And that's right. not a knock on Paulie. I love him. But sure. I just think overall there's more upside in other areas. And the OPS number is very concerning. Yeah. I mean, Olsen and Hoskins, guys that are still in their mid to late 20s, you know, probably still ascending on some level. We talked about LeMayhew there as well. And Jose Abreu, who's there, uh, was seventh last year. Uh, he led the league in doubles last season. He did. And also think about it. The White Sox have added to this roster in the offense. Yeah, the White Sox right? are better. The White Sox offense, you know, you just talked about the advert. Uh, well, the is a stud. He's going to be an absolute stud. Yeah. But you talk about Kopech, National too. League teams, right? And how now that the DH there, it raises all boats for the power hitters in that lineup. The White Sox have, I think, a better offense this year. And I think that'll help Jose Abreu a little bit as well. But let's now look at the top five. You're seeing here who our guy, the closer, Chris Ventra, has as the top five first baseman um, in Major League Baseball for fantasy. And the guy I was talking about at number one, I was like, could maybe even be the number one player overall. It's Cody Bellinger out there in LA. Now we talked about this before uh, the Dodgers, you think Jared are a team that maybe benefits with the universal DH, the idea yeah. of lengthening that lineup. That means more ducks on the pond, more ribbies potentially to add to the 115 he had last year. Cody Bellinger smacked 47 bombs last year. And that was while missing some games. This is another corner infielder that can also hit for average. He was a 300 hitter last year. 
this guy's a first-round pick. This guy is easily, in my opinion, the first first baseman off the board. I like that he can fill in the outfield as yeah. well. How many players are you taking ahead of Cody Bellinger overall in fantasy? Yeah, we talked about this during the break. I I do think I would go with Acuna as my top uh, as my top player with Even him and Trout. Okay. I would say Acuna and Trout are about as evenly matched for the top pick as you can get. Trout gets the edge because he's the MVP, but Acuna is younger and I think a little more explosive. He also plays in a better situation right now because, again, you talk about American League teams having the DH. They're used to that. Well, now you add the DH in the National League, and you yeah. say at some point Acuna is going to be the DH. He's going to get that half day off, right. and he's not going to put as much wear and tear on his legs as he normally would, and I think that's going to help him at the plate. Also, you take the, the the Braves out of the East and into the Central in a much easier division. I really think Acuna could be the best fantasy player in baseball this season, and I love his overs for all of his props. I like we we talked about it too on the show. We really like the Braves overs yeah. uh, and everything they've got going this year because of that situation. So you take them out of the East, you put them in the Central, you put them with the Cubs and the White Sox and the Brewers and the Tigers and the Twins, teams that are good but not great. Right. And you take them away from the Yankees and the, National. and the Nationals yeah, yeah. And, and the Phillies and the teams yeah. that are supposed to be really good. And I really, really like what Atlanta has done, not only in this offseason, but overall. They are a young, hungry team, and they're going to score a ton of runs this season. You see Freddie Freeman's name on the list. Yeah, as the I was going to go there, too. On the board. Yeah. Well, guess what? I would be willing to bet that a good chunk of Freeman's RBIs this season are going to be knocking in Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, Ozzy Alves will be part of that for yes, sure, sir. as well as that stacked Braves um, lineup. I wanted to ask you, though, before we go back into this, has that been official, the idea of the Pirates and the Braves swapping? Because we talked about that a few weeks back. Uh -huh. And since then, I got to tell you the truth, Jared, we've had more details kind of come out, and I haven't heard that part again. You know what I mean? We heard about that a couple of weeks ago when it was the division realignment, and you made that point about the Pirates and the Braves swap, and we talked about how good that was for the Braves, how bad that was for the Pirates. But we got to keep our eye on that and see if that's official because in a lot of the other kind of pieces of news we've heard, that part hasn't been in it. So, But Freddie Freeman, regardless of the division, regardless of who the pitcher is, this is one of those quote-unquote professional hitters. He'll get it done. I think on this list, Jared, there's no safer play at first base than Freddie Freeman. I totally agree. Freeman was an MVP candidate for most yeah. of the season last year. They were just so many other great players in the National League and also on his own team and Ronald Acuna yeah. that it was just tough for Freeman to get over the hump. But I certainly put him and now you add Mookie Betts in the National League. It adds another guy who probably would finish ahead of Freeman, I think, in the MVP uh, relevancy at this stage. But that does yeah. not take anything away from the toughness, mental and physical that Freddie Freeman brings to the table. He's the captain. He's the leader of this brave sure. team. There's no doubt about it. And everything goes through him in terms of how this team dictates what they are. And I, I will go back and comment uh, on what you said about Major League Baseball's overall plans. You're right. We haven't heard anything about the division alignment since that initial Bob Nightingale story. And I admit that's concerning to me. It's concerning yeah. because the focus right now is so hung up on the economics of how we right. get baseball back that I think the logistics are getting lost in the shuffle. And the logistics, in my eyes, is massively paramount to if the players get 51% or 49% or 50-50 or whatever final arbitrary number they agree to pay the players, that pales in comparison, in my eyes, to the importance of getting this right from a safety and logistical standpoint. The money is the money. The players and the owners can only make so much this season without fans. As much as the players want that original sum that was promised to them on March 26th, the owners can't give them money that they don't have. Right. And that is the issue that we're having where now we are so hung up on the dollars and cents of how to execute this Major League Baseball season. We are losing sight of the actual need, which is how do we logistically get this game back up and running? That is why I am still a little bit hesitant on pulling the trigger to say there will definitely be a Major League Baseball season, unlike where I am with the NBA and the NHL, where I am willing to put my put my neck on the line and say there will definitely be mm -hmm. a conclusion to basketball and hockey this year.
You know, I, listen, I've been telling you for weeks, right? The devil is in the details. It's health details with testing or what have you. It's logistical details. Where's the Truman Show going to take place? And then there's also the money of it all. And the deeper down you go and drill down into the details of any of those aspects, we're going to start hearing reasonable people disagree because there's just too many competing priorities. And just Blake Snell was just the first one to say it out loud, in my opinion. When we look at this list, I got to tell you something. The person that's my fugazi here, the one that I'm fading, unfortunately, is the rookie of the year right here in New York, Pete Alonso. Mm. I mean, like, listen, in the same way that, you know, two years ago when Patrick Mahomes was out there, I was like, he's going to regress. Yeah. He ain't going to throw 50 right. touchdowns again. That's going to happen. Same way I'll tell you right now about Lamar Jackson. I'll take the under and I'll give you whatever kind of juice you want. Clearly in only 80 games, but you know what I mean, right? And I just think that he was a rookie, a revelation out the gate. I just think it'll be very hard. I am not going to pay up at the level in the draft that you're going to have to to get Alonzo on your team, especially because power is deep here at the first baseman position. This is not one of the first basemen, Jared, that's going to also hit me 300. Okay, so if I see 260, 53 and 120, amazing stats, but I can get a reasonable facsimile of that much further down. People don't know about Josh Bell. Okay, I think I like he's a Josh nice Bell. That's sleeper. the name on this list I like the most. And so does Ventra, but you can get him rounds later. I'll wait and get Hoskins or Abreu. I think to me, there's no value. The, the uh, undervalue is Pete Alonso out of New York. Alonzo's the classic buy low, sell high. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, we, we both look enough into the stock market world to know an overvalued uh, asset when we see it. Listen, Pete Alonzo's a great player. He, he's going to be probably the best player on the Mets this season, but that doesn't mean he's a top three fantasy first baseman. There, there's a big difference between those two. I think the strikeouts and the on base percentage is another one that really deters me from him, whereas I think I can get more efficient production from other guys on this list. All right, fair enough. We'll uh, give you our final notes on this and tie this episode of In Game Live into a nice, neat little bow. We'll do that when we come back right here on Sports Radio. Join us. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into In Game Live here on Sports Grid. I'm Dane. He's Jared. And I think we're in agreement, right, Jared? I mean, again, these things are also relative, right? They're a market. You know, these things are in tiers on some level when you're drafting in fantasy baseball, right? So, yeah, Pete Alonso will be out there, right? And he's got amazing stats. I think he is a very good player. But if I can wait and later on get, you know, 90% of that value, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to spend the whatever, call it third round pick, let's say, on, you know, my my ace starting pitcher. You know, the value is there at that level of the draft. I can get these kind of power numbers, or at least what I think the power numbers will be with a regression for Pete Alonso. I can get that far later in the draft, right? I agree. And again, injuries is another thing to keep a really close eye on. And I know he's not a first baseman, but a guy like Aaron Judge who continues to not really improve from his injury status. So keep an eye on where these players maybe. Maybe if some of them were a little undervalued because of health, maybe you give them a slight boost right now because they've had more time off and it's a shorter season. So I might be willing to take more of a health risk on a guy because you don't have to rely on him for 160 games. It's going to be a shorter season. So maybe some of these players, and I don't think there's anyone on this list particularly that's like a major health risk or has had a major injury that they're rehabbing from, but a guy who would – be on that list is maybe a guy like a judge who you might be a little hesitant on. People would have dropped judge in the draft because of the situation that they were in. And the fact that we didn't know if he was going to play the full season. Now you might be a little more open to take a risk on a guy who has a little bit of a health concern because of the short season and because of the long layoff. A name that does come to mind that plays the corner infield and is eligible at first base, Minnesota Twins, Miguel Sano, another guy with light tower power coming back from injury, right? So you think about that. There's other names also that you can wait on because the power is deep. We haven't even talked, Jared, about Carlos Santana, Edwin Encarnacion, Max Muncy, who's eligible, guys like Luke Voigt or a guy like Daniel Murphy. Remember, we talked about him with the Universal DH. He may now get more at-bats as well. So there's a lot of different ways. We gave you the top 10. We'll go into other positions as well as we keep going, getting you ready for the first pitch, which is coming sometime soon. Hey, you know, as sports are coming back, Jared, you know, we're also seeing how other countries, how leagues and teams are dealing this is good. with this pandemic, right? And I remember, Jared, remember when I told you about that soccer team in Belarus, right, <laughs> That with, with the virtual fans and you could pay mm-hmm. money and they'd slap your picture up on, um, I think it was like a robot or a mannequin yeah. that they in the crowd and we thought about oh do they really have a home field advantage or not by the way road favorites went 4-0 in Bundesliga last weekend we'll see if that continues including my guys Leverkusen getting a big win on Monday but in any event you got to put something out there right you don't want to see empty seats you want to give it the appearance and a lot of teams and leagues and countries are being creative but I don't know if you saw this Jared out of South Korea um, similar to what we saw in Belarus and in other places, they're putting, you know, dolls, in essence, in the stands. The problem here is that this team in South Korea had to apologize because the dolls they were putting in, Jared, yeah, they were sex dolls. Um, so they're putting sex dolls in there, and they're even, like, ad- holding advertisements. Some of the ads are for, like, <laughs> pornographic websites out there. They had to apologize for putting the sex dolls out there. Um... That's all I got. What's your response? South Korea, don't apologize for anything. You're perfect just the way that you are. If, if, if I, I said this during the break, I'll say it again. If things don't work out for me here in the States, that's where I'm going. First of all, the food's great. I'm at Korean barbecue. I mean, goodness gracious. I don't know if they do it the same way over there that we get it here, but primo, top notch. Second of all, 
it's a very clean way of living, it seems like. They were able to get over the coronavirus pandemic before anybody else did. So right. South Korea is doing it right. Don't change a thing, South Korea. Keep doing what you're doing. I will and say this. this either? <laughs> I will say this. If we get to a point in this country where we start doing that, and I actually read a report that Major League Baseball uh, is going to put tarps with sponsors right. over their seats to kind of make up for the fact that there's no fans, but maybe we can get you yeah. know some more revenue from, from tarps. And we see this a lot. I always make a joke whenever I see the tarp, the baseball tarp that gets covered on the field when it rains. Whenever that gets sponsored, I always joke because it's like the worst sponsorship to have. Nobody yeah. wants the tarp on the field. So minor league the t- baseball, we see that on the outfield wall a lot as oh. well, right? Oh, the minor league baseball, the the ads are great. I used to work for the Trenton Thunder. There was a there was a an angioplasty sign in the outfield. Like it's always like these like random doctors or legal offices like get your law bill or something, some crazy stuff. Uh, but overall, I am all for these leagues figuring out creative and fun ways to not only put something in the stands where the emptiness is jarring, but also to make a little extra money. So if that means offending some people by the amount or maybe by the look of these mannequins, well, I think that's just the world that we live in. I think people in general have better things to worry about today. But overall, I will say this. I am all for any type of sponsorships or revenue that gets brought back into these leagues. All right. It was uh, FC Seoul who was the team in question down there in South Korea, and they have since apologized, kind of acknowledging that, in their words, the plastic attendees were not intended for family games. Jared, they were not intended for family games. Sports is a family game. About the mishap. By the way, in case you were wondering, they won that game in question. One of course to they nil. did. So they're one and zero with the sex mannequins. I think. Yeah, that's a, that's I mean, like, yo, think, I'll put I that mean, trend on my Facebook page and my Twitter if you're page. A for visiting, trend. if you're a visiting player, Jared, <laughs> and you come on in, right, and this is what you see. Are you thrown off? Are you trying to perform better? Are you taking a little blue pill real quick just in well, case? Do you, what are you, remember, doing? you remember that scene in the replacements when the when the cheerleaders were doing like you know, yeah. know you know they were they got them from the local strip club. They did, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, the, the the players are all lining up to run a play, and right. you see them all like this. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see. You know, it's interesting. Yes. What's that Falco Brett with the assist? Absolutely. My favorite in that movie um, was the like Irish kicker guy who was like smoking cigarettes the whole time. Yeah, smoking on the field, you know, John. Madden. Yeah, smoking on the field, and was like in debt to the mob. Maybe in a similar <laughs> way to a purpose. Yeah, maybe in a similar way to Mr. Michael Jordan, but I digress Um, in any event. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you, because you were saying, listen, if it doesn't work out for you here, you would go to South Korea, right? But whether it's in South Korea, whether it's here, and whether it works out for you or not, this summer, Jared, you know, we hear about the new normal, right? And when, when sports comes back, there's going to be no fans. We were joking around the barbecue that we are not going to be having this weekend for Memorial Day because, you know, we got to be socially distant. It's a it's turned into like a flashpoint issue in this country on if you wear a mask in public or not, if you believe in science and health and doctors or not. We'll get into that another time. But people are going to come back, right? People are going to come back to the public and come back to entertainment. And so we've got to think about how are we protecting them? And, you know, businesses are being creative about this, Jared. I've seen everything from, you know, like partitions, like at a bar, seat by seat. You know, I've seen kind of like uh, uh, screens that come down. But check this out. We're putting it up on screen now, Jared, at a kind of like boardwalk bar in Maryland. Um Check this out. This is what they're doing. It looks almost like bumper cars to me, if you want to know the truth, right? Could you imagine yourself putting this, like, inflatable raft ring hula hoop tire bumper car on yourself as a means to, in public, keep your six feet of social distance? So I could do it. 
But they become straight up bumper cars, right? Yeah, exactly. People want to go, or, or, God forbid, you're on the water in Maryland. What happens if you walk a little too far close to the edge of the dock and all of a sudden yeah. you tip over? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would be concerned overall for safety during all this. And the irony is, is that you're giving them these little bubbles to keep them away from coronavirus, but you're probably opening up a can of worms where they could injure themselves in other ways. Uh, I would make, if, if I, like I was that. legal, yeah, if, if, I was the legal representation of this particular restaurant. I would make sure people sign waivers that says you can't sue us for falling off the dock in one of these devices. Or if you bump into something and break something, you're responsible for it. So uh, it's certainly a good idea. I'll say this. I applaud the ingenuity of it. I mean, it's it's genius. The entrepreneurial spirit reigns supreme, right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we're going to see this guy pop up on uh, Shark Tank one day, you know, selling this thing. And that's it's funny that you mentioned that because I do think overall, you know, we're seeing the growth, and I know the decline of many industries, but the growth of so many others because of this pandemic. And it's all about how companies, just like we talk about how sportingly and how athletes. going to be ahead of it, right. You have to take advantage of the, the, you know, play the hand that you're dealt. This is the hand that we've been dealt. Leagues, teams, restaurants just have to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like you said, as one door closes, another door opens, right? As we as a society adjust. And that's why the, the term is the new normal, right? And there are going to be some things that are like we've never seen before. I mean, if you asked me two, three months ago, would I ever see a, a, a commercial for a team-branded face mask on, live, on network television? I'd be like, that's crazy. But like, that's a, that's a hot commodity right now, right? In the way that we have evolved. I got to tell you, honestly, the thing I like about this, I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of interesting bumper car games that can be played. Um, I like if you see this, though, it's not just the ring. Like, you kind of get yourself a little mini table. And I think that's cool because when I'm at the bar sometimes, right, if it's real crowded and I don't have a place, like, I don't have a place sometimes to put my drink down or to put my nachos down or something like that, this comes almost with, like, a ready-made table as well. So I think that's kind of cool. It's uh, like the helmet that had the straws yeah. where you put the beer in and it's just there for you already? Like, you know, I got my appetizer right here, you know, so I could be walking around, find some girl, I'd be like, hey, baby, you want some chips? You know, it's right there. And that's what I wanted to ask you, Jared, you know. Want some chips. I'm newly married man you're out there yeah, you got to be careful so but you're out there in this hard hard world like how are you gonna you know hit the bar scene with a with a six foot diameter uh inflatable tube around you i've thought about the bar scene okay. and then i've realized that it's probably not gonna happen anytime soon for me at least because you know the odds of you really being out there and wanting to meet random people is just really it's a hard thing to really right. Like, what's how are you chatting up someone new right now when they're like, don't breathe on me? You can't. I mean, you just have to you just have to stay away. And maybe you can, like, put your number on like a thing and like show it to them and like, hey, maybe you're interested, baby. You know what else you need to do then, Jared? Is take a little weekend trip to South Korea. I have that here that they have some things that can help you out in the stands of the soccer games. Well, that's the note we will end on today, Jared. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll continue to talk about kind of find a found value in the NFL, all the news and notes about sports returning to play. And we'll see if Jared wants to put an inflatable tube on and see how he can chat someone up. For Jared, I am merely Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician. Hopefully over the last two hours, you felt that we gave you the edge. That's what we're trying to do here on In Game Live, right here on SportsGrid. See you tomorrow, everybody. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers, all that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 